This show is for athletes, entrepreneurs who go against all odds, do whatever it takes, and learn how to perform at the highest level to become the best version of themselves. I'm your host, Kota Nakayama, and this is Achieve Greatness. Hey everyone, Kota here, back here at Achieve Greatness, and I'm so excited for today's episode, like I say, as always, but today we're going to talk about goal setting, mindset, and how to achieve your greatness, clear steps on how to achieve your greatness. So with that being said, today we have on Yoshi, one of my uh, hometown friends that actually grew up in Hawaii with me. I'll introduce him shortly, but definitely a great episode to listen. Um, so yeah, if you always like these kind of episodes that we're going to do, I would really appreciate if you guys like and subscribe. Uh, we'll be actually releasing a YouTube series coming out soon. Um, and so if you guys, you know, enjoy it. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but basically, let's try to share this podcast as much as possible. Um, best way to help us support us is if you guys follow us on Instagram, at The Achieve Greatness. Also, uh, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify. So, And with that being said, let's roll it over to Yoshi. Welcome back to The Achieve Greatness Podcast. I'm super excited for this episode uh, really, we're going to dive in really deep about goal setting mindset because this guy is a life coach. But originally, um, he actually came from the same high school as me. We both went to Kalani High School. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to play with him. But crazy story is before the year I was going to go to Kalani, I actually saw Yoshi playing and balling out on the field during the state finals. And I was so inspired to learn. Um, and I was like, wow, this guy's such a role model. I wanted to be just like him. And here we are today uh, on this Achieve Greatness podcast and going to learn and dive in really deep about the mindset and goal setting. Uh, so with that being said, I truly want to welcome Yoshi Tamukai to the Achieve Greatness podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Kota, for having me. And I really appreciate um, you, have, you know, inviting me here and really sharing my stories and inspire people. So Definitely, you, you know, um, I've connect, we've connected. Um, I think at, at our childhood, we kind of connected relatively because we were, you know, in the same community. But I think as we've grown more um, and you started getting into your branding and ventures uh, as a life coach um, and you also playing soccer, um, we definitely got to connect more. And I know you, we, we've been Zooming multiple times and, you know, you've been helping me out with my goal settings and mindset. Uh, so I really appreciate that. So um, yeah, but before we get into all that, I know you had a pretty successful soccer career, like we already mentioned. Uh, so I want to kind of take a step back. Um, I know you're also or not originally from Hawaii, right? You moved from Japan. So I want to kind of maybe take a step back, what your youth like, kind of a little bit about your soccer journey, and then how you transitioned eventually into uh, life coaching. So if you can uh, kind of talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So going back, to um i guess you know i was born in japan and i moved to actually i moved to korea i'm half korean half japanese and i moved to korea when i was uh zero no one year old right when i was born and i moved back to japan when i was five and i think it was my second grade in japan um I decided to join the elementary soccer team with like my one of my best friend who was you know a neighbor from where I live and we used to catch the train together in Japan to to school every day and we decided oh let's join a soccer team 
and so ever since second grade I play soccer so that was I think seven year seven years old and I just fell in love with the sport I just really loved the collaboration um teamwork you know and and you know and just the hyperactive kid that I was you know that really gave me the outlet to really express myself and be active and so so it just really fit with my personality and and so I really went hard and I decided that I'm going to be a professional soccer player so that was my dream my goals and and I was pretty successful you know I was a captain and and all these you know accolades build up and you know my dad was really empowering me to really push through my goals and that was really a great inspiration for me I think because um you know somebody that believes in you is really important to really you know keep going and so 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 I really appreciated that for my dad and really gave me the drive to keep pushing forward to really um to pursue a career in soccer and but long story short, I didn't, I didn't become a professional soccer player. <laughs> it's you all know? good. Yeah, definitely. Well, I want to touch upon like, cause um, me being in middle school, I saw you had a really great high school season. And I think you were like one of the class that really took our high school to like a very high elite level. And we kept on basically staying there ever since like, you know, you, your class basically. Right. Um, kind of touch upon like your high school career. Cause like, um, I think I think that like that was really great. Like, and I I I got really inspired from your class. And then you know the year after we ended up winning states. So um, tell me a little bit about that transition from Japan, and then you know you still wanting to play pro, and then um, that mindset basically. Yeah. So in in high school in Kalani, we went to the finals and we lost in finals. Uh, but I think we we really had a great uh, chemistry. Um, I think a lot of uh, a lot of the um, teammates that was in you know in school were like teammates that I play with in clubs. Like I don't know if you know Steve, you know, mm-hmm. um, and Kazuto, and and those um, those were my teammates, and I grew up with them. You know, I right. kind of grew up with them playing together, and I think we had that chemistry. And I think chemistry is really important to um, to really have that bond and that balance mm-hmm. in, in, within the team to really go there and strive. And I think that that was, I think, one of the biggest uh, difference that we had was that we had that chemistry and that um, the bonding. And yeah, and then, you know, I think our, we had a great coach as well. So I was, you know, we were able to adjust to um adjust to what were were what were our strength you know i was like i used i'm in my club i was a defensive mid, midfielder and that's that's what that's where my strength were i was able, i was really good at de- defense and i'm really good at looking at you know players and anticipating what's coming and really distributing you know i was really good at uh through balls but coach saw that you know no, I'm, you know, a lot better than most of the guys. And so he decided to put me at attacking forward. Yeah. And so uh, I, uh, I play at attacking forward in my high school, in my junior and senior years. Mm-hmm. And and one of our forward, Leo, 
at that year, I think he had the most goals because I was yeah. I pretty much gave him all the assists. <laughs> and so and so that was just that was kind of like how we how we um were able to really um win games was I was just doing all the work and I was just passing him through some through balls and Leo would just finish. Yeah. And so so those are really um the strategies behind the chemistry and the great coach, you know, co- the coaches that, you know, were able to see mm-hmm. our strengths and weaknesses and really create that balance um, within the team. So I'm really, you know, I don't want to take, I don't want to take too much. Oh, the credit. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think the best thing was even cause I played at Kalani too. And we both played under coach Mike and he's a great coach. Um, I think the biggest thing is like, we, uh, we didn't have like, I mean, we had decent amount of talent, but I think what made us really good, I think for you can agree, is just we played really good as a team overall. Like we were like, like just there was no individualism. It was like everybody's on the same page. Like we worked together as a unit. Um, I know Coach Mike was super hard, on, especially on defense. So that's where my mindset came as well, being like defensive first. Um, how important is that? Like, right? cultivating relationships, establishing relationships. Like you said, you, you say it a lot of times, like chemistry, right? Because soccer is not only just about, like, you know, kicking the ball or being the fastest player, but it's also team sport, right? So uh, how have you learned maybe, like, in, in terms of, like, becoming a better teammate or get, getting good at teamwork? Yeah, I think I think one of the best um, things that creates chemistry is just being honest. Um, just honesty and like who you are, you know, and just being consistent with your playing playing styles and really, really communicating um, really all the time, you know, like I want this ball right here, you know, this is what I want. And this is, you know, this is my playing style. I'm going to dribble here and I'm going to pass here. And and then when, when we're really, you know, I wouldn't, I don't like that we're aggressive, but like when we're, when we're certain about how we want our plays and, how we want the game to be played, then we, we, then other people can understand and compromise accordingly. Mm. And I think I was able to do that as a, one of the leaders. I was kind of, I was a little bit demanding, mm-hmm. um, saying, Hey, this is how we're going to play this. I, this playing style is what's going to uh, lead us to winning. And, you know, which was really passing the ball around, you know, staying calm, dis- distributing and, and, um, and really giving it to the key players best as possible. Yeah. And that was th- one, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, I th- like, I like, I like how you said being honest, but I think it's also having that transparency and like a line of like really good communication, what it comes down to at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Really communication, like saying, like, hey, I want the ball here, right? Or like, hey, like, I want the ball to the right, or I want, I want it faster, like, here, when you get the ball, I want it, I want it here faster. And, and um and then just having and and then you know even leo like our forward will understand like once i get the bomb looking for long mm-hmm. you know and so he'll anticipate that and so we had that understanding and transparency because because we were really um being ourselves we were comfortable with each other so um i think that was one of the things that we were able to understand understand each other's playing mm-hmm. playing styles and create that chemistry yeah I know it was it was a bummer though um, at the state final. I was an eighth grader watching you guys on TV, and I was super excited because you know next year I was gonna go to Kalani, and then I see you guys at the state final. You guys ended up losing, 
Uh, but I was like, dude, these guys are so amazing. That's so great. And then, but you were a senior, you had to leave. But then the next year, you know, it was a full class. Like, cause you, you were, it was basically the team was made up of mostly juniors, right? That year. Yeah. Kind of like you. We had like three, three, three or four senior starters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the rest were all juniors. So I came in the next yeah. following year, we ended up winning it and stuff. So uh, really great story, but I know um, your high school, you had a great high school career, but you, and then you ended up transferring over to college playing collegiate soccer. So tell me that experience like, right? Cause you're at that moment, you know, like the state final, it was, it sucked that you, we didn't win that state, uh, state championship when you were there. But uh, what was that mindset? Like, Hey, I want to still play pro. I think collegiate is the next level. What's the mindset like? And what did you do to get there? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I went, I pretty much, um, it one of my club teammates rushed one was it was going to a, a community college you know and, and so he kind of like asked me if I wanted to go to and I was like sure and I applied and and you know and I was able to get in just you know just you know kind of like we obviously we have to do tryouts in junior college but you know but I was able to get in and we won we won the tournament uh in my uh freshman college year mm-hmm. and and so I think the mindset mindset was that mindset I had was that it was pretty simple because, you know, the next thing is like, hey, look, look, like what's after high school, right? In college. And and I didn't have good um good good grades. So I wasn't able to um apply for a university. So I had no other choice but to go to junior college. And I think that was really uh I had I pretty much had no choice other than to go junior college, and that was just the fastest way to go to pro. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that was the way to go to pro, and so, so my mindset was just, hey, like, what's like, how can I, how can I be, what's the best route to go pro? Mm-hmm. And I think just looking forward to that, you know, the resources and like friendship through friendships, those uh, those um, calling came, and I just I just took that opportunity and i went to uh, peninsula college which was in portland yeah so compared to portland um number one question is did you see any difference from you playing high school to college and number two what was that experience like moving away from home yeah um it was definitely tough for me because because um yeah it was just really i guess it was really tough because I wasn't, I wasn't able to like, kind of like adjust, adjust. I, I had a hard head back then. So I, I was like, not as disciplined um, back then. And so that was one of my regrets was not being able to stay disciplined. Like not, I was like, I was really good, but I wasn't, I wasn't over overworking everybody else on the team. And although I got like 65 minutes of playing time every, every game, I was, you know, I, I could have done better as a freshman. I still could have, I, if I would have put the work in that I, w- that I wish I, I could have, mm-hmm. that I, I, like I was able to put those work in, but I just didn't because I didn't have that mindset and that discipline mm-hmm. that says, hey, I have to outwork everybody. Mm-hmm. Because I was still at that time, I was still like a follower, so to speak. I, I was trying to trying to be cool or I was, you know, I was trying to like, trying to wanted to be accepted by everybody so I was just doing what my roommates did you know 
I was just following my roommates. I was just just being friends, and I was I wasn't differentiating myself from the pack.、Mm-hmm. I wasn't putting in the work that I wish I could. I wish I had, and and so that so that was really a、uh, my one of my regrets was that I wasn't being disciplined. Because right now, right now I wake up at five in the morning. I go for a run every morning.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's non-negotiable for me, and and. And if I had that kind of discipline back then, I would have been a totally different player.、Mm-hmm. And, and so, and so, I think, I think that, I think that mindset should be like, hey, like, how can I put in the work?、Um, and one of the greatest, greatest strategies is you want to put a system in place. Say, hey, like, I'm gonna run one mile more than everybody else, and that's non-negotiable. And if you have that discipline, I think you'll differentiate, differentiate yourself. From the pack, and so、uh, I would say that I didn't have that good mindset, you know, and, and so that was one of the things that I want to spread the word, saying, hey, it's not that it's not that difficult to run extra mile or two, you know,、right. to、um, a day, you know.、Mm-hmm. Yeah,、and、definitely. I've um, it's kind of interesting because I recently connected you um within like the last couple of months. But、yeah. when I when I remember the old Yoshi, I feel like it's two almost two different type of person. Like honestly, because <laughs>、yeah. like back then I would see like I wouldn't say like you were hard headed, but it was more like um how, how would I explain it? I feel like you were just a different type of person compared to the Yoshi I know now. Um, and I know you eventually right. Um, I know you had a couple of setbacks and injuries. Um. Within after playing college and wanting to play combines and play pro,、um, but what looking back at that career, right?、Um, even though you weren't able to go pro, what kind of like message would you like to give that like that young Yoshi, knowing what you know right right now? Right. Yeah.、Uh, one of the things that I would definitely tell the young Yoshi now is that if I were to go back, I would definitely.、Um, I'll definitely read about nutrition, nutrition recovery, and strength conditioning, and strength and strength conditioning and、uh, stamina. So if I were, so I'll tell them, I'll tell my old Yoshi, and then mindset, right, and then nurturing, you know, understanding your brain, how your brain works, right. So those are five things I'll tell my.、Um, Old self, and if I were more educated of what to eat,、mm-hmm. you know how to build actual muscles and how to recover,、mm-hmm. and and you know and and what kind of mindset you sh- you should have because I didn't have any education on how the mind works, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why that's why I decided to become a life coach because because I realized that oh dang like if I could take control of my mind I could do almost anything. Uh, and and so and it's that and it's like even like uh you know Ro- for example like Man- Manchester United legend Rooney right it's not that he's that fast right but he knows how to cut the turns and he you know so it's that slight slight um variations like when to turn you know and how to how to angle yourself、mm-hmm. so those those two millimeter shifts in your In in your、uh, arsenal or your skill can really really make a difference、mm-hmm. over time. It's like you know, over、right. time you make a lot a lot of difference. And so if I were to eat a little bit better, if I were to recover a little bit better, if I were to run a little bit better, 
uh, run extra and do do like squats and you know core core workouts then like um then i would you know out and and understanding how you know understanding what confidence is and you know getting into full state um those those aspects are crucial crucial especially especially if you are if you're trying to play at a higher level because that that little bit of shift makes a big difference because everybody's pretty much the same same skill level similar skill level right Right. that two meter shift is what differentiates from um from if from making a difference um in that highest level yeah as i've listened to performers and i've been interviewing a lot of people on this podcast right um as i ask the same question like hey how do you become a pro or like what kind of advice do you give a lot of the things that they talk about is not even on the field. It's mostly off the field, right? Like you literally just hit the point, nutrition, recovery, strength and conditioning, mindset, right? All that stuff is like stuff you don't doing at the training ground, right? But it's stuff that you do off the ground. So yeah, great, great stuff. Um, I want to kind of touch upon. So um, what was that transition like, right? Cause I know you have, for some people, it's like you have this big dream of going pro, um, but you weren't able to to achieve that. Um, and then how were you able to kind of start pivoting? And then I feel like at that time, like maybe you might have been a little bit lost. Like, how were you able to navigate that? What did you end up doing? And then how were you end up able to be like, OK, now, like I'm, I forgot my calling is and now I want to be a life coach. Um, walk us through that process. Yeah. So after after college, after my junior college, I decided to go to Japan and play professional. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was that was my goal because I didn't want to stay in school because I was getting bad grades <laughs> already. So I was like, man, like I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to study right now. You know, right. I just want to focus on playing. And, and so I went to Japan and I, and and I joined the team and I had uh, I had tryouts um, set up. And and while I was training for a team, I went to I went to this um, this uh, con- like uh, agility practice, like separate, like just for agility. Okay. And and then the agility practice was mostly on grass, but then this one time it was on a uh, not a concrete, but like a gym, like a gym floor, okay. like a basketball court. Yeah, yeah. And that when I was doing agility, because I think because of the different different ground, I like twisted my back. I pull my back, my lower right back, and that just that just ruined my career pretty much. And I was like, I couldn't wake up for like, I couldn't really like, uh, I could stand up, but um, I couldn't run, I couldn't jog for like three months. And and even if I recovered, I was if I were if I were to go hundred percent, I would hurt myself. So so I was so I couldn't play my fullest effort like I couldn't be at my best and so that really like helped me to realize that like oh damn like what am I gonna do in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> all I saw was becoming a professional soccer player and right. so I was like lost I was like damn like like I'm at my best when I'm hustling you know when I'm like really going hard but I can't because because you know because my back's sore you know Mm-hmm. So even though I recover after like eight year, six months, eight months, when I go hard, hard, mm-hmm. like I like I would feel that pain on my back, and I I wasn't able to um be as be as effective, and so I realized that like, and I was getting like you know I was getting a little bit older at the time, and so 
I realized like then like this is tough and, and every time I go into hard training like I will like I'll have like sore back you know and I was stretched and I go to I went to physical therapy I went to acupuncture and all these things and try to understand like well how do I fix this but and so I went to the whole journey I try to understand like how your core works and all that um and learning about that and and even at that time I didn't have the right discipline to really uh do like a core training mm-hmm. you know I didn't I didn't know how to put on muscles around my core mm-hmm. uh, I was doing it but I didn't have the discipline to really build it build the muscles around my core like I didn't go hard enough to really really get that like two inch muscle right around my core mm-hmm. so I so I didn't have that because I that was in my because like working out wasn't my thing you know I didn't I didn't have that education I didn't have a uh workout coach to build that muscles and and also like financially I was not stable so I couldn't hire um uh physical therapy for a longer physical therapy and like trainer for a longer time right and so I didn't I and so I wish at that time like I wish I would I I would have stayed disciplined and worked on building those muscles around but but I and and I was impatient you know I I would even though I didn't heal 100% I'll go and play and I'll go and play and like I'm okay I'll go and play like I need minutes you know and so I think those ask because I was in a hurry to become a professional soccer player instead of really working on covering myself and so those impatience really worked against me and uh and so I went even though I went through trial I did like few trials after recover like I was I was still not feeling um like how I wanted to play physically and that really got me to real. And then, so I went through, like, I went to go see some monks. I went to go see some priests to see, like, you know, because I had a connection with my dad, um, like fortune tellers and it's a real, you know, and, and then try to figure out, like, what I should do with my life. Mm. You know, like, I can't become a professional soccer player. Uh, what should I do with my life? And, uh, and the, one of the th- best advice was that, hey, if you're going to quit, you, you, you should not leave. Uh, one of the priests I talked to, she told me that if you're going to leave and not be a professional soccer player, you have to leave no regrets. Because once you leave, once you have, once you hold that regret, you're going to suffer. Mm. So, so when I, so when I decided I was, I was not going to pursue that career, I just, I just said, Hey, this is not for me. I'm, I'm just not meant to become a professional soccer player. You know, God or whatever the universe has a bigger plan for me. Mm. It was not meant for me. Mm. And so I left no regret, you know. I, so so that was one of the biggest advice that that really shifted and pivoted. And that was my first step. And then after that, I was like, oh, damn, like, I want to, you know, I wanted to become, I wanted to do some business. So that, because I still had that drive in me and like, I wanted to make a difference, you know, right. I wanted to make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, and, and then and then I hired and I, I decided to become a digital marketing agency because I thought that I thought that I wanted to help people. I wanted to help kind of I wanted to help kind of like market. Like I had a vision where like I'm gonna be a superhero in a way where I'm gonna help nonprofits and like these small businesses get more clients mm-hmm. instead of you know instead of all these you know big big companies and like you know succeed 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to become, I'm going to become a master marketer and I'm going to help these nonprofits and these companies get clients. And so I studied, so I decided to become a digital marketing agency. And I, so I, I learned uh, Facebook ads and you know, social media marketing and branding and all these things. And yeah. And then, and then I was doing good. I was making like, you know, I got up to like 13,000 and, and, and then I, I got stuck and, and, and that's when I was like, I was kind of depressed in a way because it didn't fulfill me. You know, I thought I was doing good, but I had to take care of all these clients and, you know, I was doing stuff that it didn't really like fulfill me, you know, like I just didn't like what I was doing. Mm. Uh, and, and it was taking a lot of time, you know, it was, I, you know, there was a lot of time consuming and right. I was just too busy and I was just like, wow, like I'm not really enjoying this and why do I have to work so much, you know? Mm-hmm. and so much responsibility and I can't just let it go you know and and so and then so I decided to hire a coach life coach and 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 that's when I realized about hey life is not just about making money it's about your mindsets you know it's about it's about relationship it's about fulfillment I didn't know about what fulfillment was you know I thought I, I thought you know I, thought I just need to make money and help people but right. in reality like Really, there's what there is. There's different psychologies that your mind has to meet to be fulfilled, and so I, I was like, "Wow, these are amazing!" Like, and it saved my life in a way. And so I was like, "Wow!" And then, and then when I was when I was just like when I became more uh, when I was um, exposed to life coaching and understanding how it works and how the mind works you know, what's, what's the purpose of life and all these things. And, and, and then COVID hit and then I lost like more, like 65% of my clients. And I was just like kind of relieved, <laughs> you know, cause I was, <laughs> I was like, man, like I just hated like uh, having meetings and stuff like that with right. clients and like, just like tem- telling me what to do and, <laughs> you know, I had to prepare and I was just like, kind of like over it. Yeah. And then, and then COVID and I lost like most of my clients and I was just like, Hey, like, I'm done. Like, I think I'm going to move on. Like, I think this is, this is uh, God helping me or I took it that way, you know, as a message, I was like, wow, this, this, you know, this is really good. I'm kind of happy. Uh, and so, and so that's how my pivot, I was like, I'm going to help people to understand how to be happy, understand, you know, what, what it takes to be successful, what it takes to, um, what it takes to, be fulfilled and you know and 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 the strategies behind life and also 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 business like you know also business as well and so that really really got you know made me really excited uh about it and and so that's kind of like where i'm at right now nice definitely such an awesome story um and i really like how everything changed because um, even with this podcast, I feel like that whole little segment right there with your journey, um, not being able to play professional, but being able to transition into that. And I feel like you're fulfilling a, such a, like a way bigger purpose now. And even me getting a little bit of coaching from you, um, you've helped me out so much already. And, and I want everybody to learn a little bit more. And definitely Yoshi is a very great tool to learn um, to get some very insightful information about, you know, how to take yourself to the next level. Um, so I want to kind of go into that life coaching part now, right? Um, one part 
uh, right? How important is it to have like plans or having a strategic plan within your daily life? Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely um, important to have that plan because, you know, well, there's a study, I think it was Harvard or Yale University, they did a study where um, they, they interviewed um, the business graduates um, before and then after, when they were about to graduate, they interviewed the business uh, graduates and they interviewed them and, and what they found out was that 93% of the people didn't have goals and plan written down. And 3% had goals and, and plan written down. And, and they interviewed them 10 years later. Don't quote me on the years, but, you know, they <laughs> interviewed um, years after. And they found out that that 3% of the, of the graduate that had a goal and a plan was financially 10 times more wow. successful than the 93% combined. Wow. Yeah. So, oh, so that is crazy. And so having a clear plan and having a vision and writing down your goals is, is, uh, is crucial because, you know, because whether we like it or not, time is going by. Right. So it's up to us to direct where we're using our energy, you know, when we're using our time. Mm-hmm. So what are some plans or like some maybe key tangible things we can take away? Like, let's say um, I want to touch upon goal setting after this, but maybe some habits or strategies for you to start planning and how, how are you able to attack those goals? Like what are some things you can um, kind of give advice on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people might, a lot of people might experiment for themselves you know but or you can learn from people who has been successful right and not not you know and learn and, and not touch the fire right 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 and and so the thing one of the thing about um planning is that is understanding that you know you want to put the mask on your face first which means is that you want, you want to take care of yourself first so so the priorities are I would say that you want priorities is yourself, your family or your family and friends, and then your business. So if you want to become a professional soccer player, for example, you want to make sure you want to, you want to still make sure that you're, you're taking care of yourself. Like personally, like you want to be reading, you know, you want to have, you want to spend time, a little bit of reading. Mm-hmm. That's um, more of like self care, right? Or like just yeah. personal yeah, development. Self- yeah. Self- yeah, exactly. Like, like what for me is like, even though my business is important, I, I, you know, it's non-negotiable for me to right. get this done because mm-hmm. I need that vitamin D, you know, I need to, I need to take care of my body. Right. So I take nutrition, I take water, I, I take leverage time to relax, you know, mm-hmm. do some meditation because if you don't take care of yourself, you know, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna sustain that success long-term. Right. That's like the example you told, like, and they say that in the airplanes, right? Like before you help someone else, put your mask on first. Cause if you can't put on your mask, someone else help you out. So take care. Right. Like if you're trying to like, same thing, like if you're trying to fill someone else's cup up, make sure you're filling your cup first before you can give it to others. Right. Exactly. 
Great, great point. Yeah. Uh, prioritizing, figure out what's most important. Um, and then let's go into goal settings, right? Like um, one of the main things that I've learned from you, um, I thought I had a decently good mindset when it came to goal settings and having a clear vision. Number one, how is it good to have a vision? Number two, being having that clarity and being specific because you always hit on those two points. So can you kind of elaborate on those two? Clarity. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's, have, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. First step then. Let's go. Um, what, what are the main things? What are the most important things when it comes to goal setting? One of the most important thing about goal settings is you want to start from the top. Okay. Which, is, which is like, what's your ultimate like, goal, like ultimate vision? Like, mm. you know, like you want to start from the top where you want to understand like what's, how do you want your ultimate vision to look like in your business or your relationships, you know, or in your uh, physical body. Mm -hmm. uh, and then start from the top and then chunk it down. And mm -hmm. so a lot of times people, uh, people start from, you know, like what I want a month from now or a year from now. But you want to, you know, you want to make sure that, uh, make sure that you you you're, you want to have a clear vision from the top. So that's just one advice: is start from the top, which is what's your ultimate vision. Like if you had all these money, all this success, like what does that look like? How are you living your life? Who are you with? Who have you became? You know, what are you are you contributing? You know, you know, are you, are you more confident? So having that ultimate vision, you know, is and starting from the top is is I think crucial because um, because you because money and money and, and success you know is just like a part of what you want you know right. right ultimately we want like a lifestyle we want connection you know we want love and connection and security and so mm -hmm. um, and so if you don't have that kind of vision you mm -hmm. might get burnt out just mm -hmm. trying to achieve materialistic things mm -hmm. right so you want to make sure that you want to start from the top and uh, have those fulfilling life right having the ultimate vision and then breaking it that down and, and the kind of like reverse engineering it right so like i have like the like an analogy like i always hear is like if if you're going to eat an elephant eat it one piece at a time and then you eventually eat the elephant i don't know if elephants taste good or anything i'm not advising <laughs> anything like that but that's basically it, right? Like, oh my God, it's such a big task. Break it down into pieces. Have that ultimate vision. If my ultimate vision is an elephant, okay, what are we attacking first? Boom, boom, boom. What's my what's my 10-year plan looking like? Okay, I'm going to get this in 10 years. What's the five-year? What's the one-year? What do I got to do every month? And then break it down into the year, right? And then eventually get down to the daily habits. And that's where you start having the daily actionable plans, right? So next step I want to kind of touch on is like, being very specific with your goals, right? Why is, why is being specific, like very, very specific on your goals so important? Yeah, yeah. you can follow a system called SMART goals. You can look it up, you know, it's SMART, like specific, measurable, attainable, realistic or relevant, and then time bond, you know? And so, so you want to make sure that you know having when you set goals you want to make sure that that goal is specific like i think what we talked about you know you wanted to you want to be good at surfing right mm -hmm. yeah yeah let's let's go let's give an example so i yeah. told yoshi like one of my goals is right now i'm recovering from my shoulder injury um and i want to start learning surfing because i thought it'd be a good rehab for me 
And then I told him, he's like, what, what are, what are your, some of your personal goals? And I'm like, Hey, I want to learn how to speak Spanish and I want to learn how to play piano. And I think the last one was, I want to learn how to surf. And I'm like, I thought it was specific enough. And then what did you say? I was like, okay, like, what, like, you know, that's not, I was like, that's too general. Like, like how are you, how are you going to measure it? Because the phrase is, if you can't measure some, if you can't measure something, you can't manage it. Mm. So, so I, so what, so you, so I asked your question, like, right. oh, how do you know that you're, you know, you're, you're able to surf? Right. Yeah. And, then, and I was like, well, I guess if, it, if it's a good, if I'm a good surfer, well, I'm, I'll be able to at least in one session, I'll be able to at least catch 10, 10 waves. And I think then it'll be a good surfer. Yeah. And that's, that's measurable. That's specific. That's measurable. That's attainable. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope, you know, that's attainable, right? That's right, right, right. It's attainable. crazy out of the ordinary. I'm and not going to go not- surf freaking pipeline or anything, but yeah. And it's, exactly. it's time and then, and within, the- within the end of the year, I want to be yeah. able to go out in one session and catch 10 waves. So I'm very specific on what I want to do. So let's say if I were to go out and surf, if I only catch one wave in that one session, well, I know that I'm, you know, maybe the next time I can get two waves. And I know I could, there's that measurable component where I know that I'm getting better and better every single day. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you can read that book, Atomic Habits. And Atomic it Habits. Talks about, you know, talks about, hey, instead of saying like, you know, I need to, I need to like do meditation, for example, but that's kind of overwhelming. So start with, oh, just sitting down, right? Mm-hmm. And that sounds, that's, you know, that sounds easier, right? Just sitting mm-hmm. down. And so just like building that, you know, make it, make it easier for you. Little by little. Yeah. I've also heard something like, let's say like you're someone that hates the gym. They were saying like, okay, well go to the gym for five minutes every single day. You don't even need to touch the weights, but you build the habit of eat, driving to the gym and just being there. And I've heard like you have to start break it down where there's no resistance, and then you build it up over time and over time, right? I think yeah, it's it's more yeah is- resistance. Another word, another word to understand is overwhelm. Like we we get overwhelmed by these big things that we feel like we have to do, hmm. right? So, so simplifying tasks helps you to uh, execute better because you're not overwhelmed. You're like, oh, like tie my shoes. I can tie my shoes. <laughs> and then like going out. Okay. I can go on my, going out, but you say, oh, I have to go to the gym. Like, oh, I have to, I have to change. And I have to take my makeup off. You know, I was like, that's too overwhelming. Right. Mm-hmm. Your mind's like, your mind's like, I don't want to do that. But you see, if you say, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to focus on tying my shoes. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's where you, that's where you start to um, execute it. And then let's keep on moving forward. So I, I, I really like, this is a really great part. I, if everybody is just listening, I would definitely highly recommend you guys kind of re- rewind real quick, kind of take notes and be specific on, you know, um, try to see if this, the things that you're trying to accomplish are aligning with what Yoshi just talked about on goal setting and how to set a plan being, um, what was that same thing? It was smart, right? Can you repeat that one more time for us? Yeah. Smart goals. Yeah. Specific measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. time-bound. So having that within, like, right, if I if I were to say a goal, like, like, hey, like, Yoshi, what are your goals? You're going to be able to hit all those points within, right? So same thing with the surfing thing. So moving forward from the goal saying, really great advice there. Um, thank you so much, Yoshi. I want to move on to knowing, um, touching upon more of the personal development side, right? See how, how to, like, continue, like, let's say, 
let's say if someone's stuck, right, like always continuing wanting to seek out development and growth within their daily lives, how can someone do that? Yeah, uh, if you want to grow uh, personal development-wise, um, personal development-wise is, you know, of course, of course, like, of course, reading book or, or listening to audio tape is crucial because you want to feed your mind, right? That's, that's, that's one simple thing you can do is, is you want to feed your mind with an audio book or read a book, 10 or 15 minutes, leaders or readers, you know? And, and so you want to read a book and that, that, you know, if you just create a habit to read 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. or 20 minutes a day, that would, that would um, help you to grow exponentially in your personal development. What are some uh, good habits you think people should have in their daily routine? Good habits that people should have in, in their daily routines are, are I'll say, I would say, um, you know, sleep, you know, sleep is important, right? And waking up is important. Um, well, I'll say like, one, you know, I, I don't want to give too much because people will get overwhelmed. So I'll give one, <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is, which is a lot of people think that when they wake up, they're, they're tired. Mm-hmm. But the truth is the reason why they wake up is because their body's recovered. Mm. but our mind says i'm tired i don't want to wake up it's too cold does that make sense so our body is already awake but our mind is telling you that i need to go back to sleep same thing with working out right when you're working out your body can go out way more we know that but our mind's like this is too tough and so we stop so so similarly when you wake up that means your body's awake that means you're up and ready to go so jump jumping up right away don't let don't let your mind says oh i need to go back to sleep because your body if you wake up that means your body's already recovered you're, mm-hmm. you're just your mind telling you that you want to go back to sleep because mm-hmm. uh because maybe something bad happened during the day and you don't want to take care of it or you know mm-hmm. or or you know or whatever the reason your psychology is like you know psychology is telling you but you gotta right. wake so so waking up right away and is is one of the it creates momentum throughout your day and so that i would say you know that i would say recommend because that's you know when you get your when you start your day mm-hmm. right and and then one of the things that i do is like i when i wake up i i don't go back to sleep i wait i get up instantly and i and then i say oh thank you thank you i'm alive so so being grat- grateful for your life Mm-hmm. so yeah so if you do that every morning you kill it during the day so that's what i would say i'll say don't go back to sleep if you, when you when you have <laughs> when you get up <laughs> i have a really bad habit of that and i've been trying to um i was listening to this uh podcast interview uh, if you know tom billier from impact theory yeah he was talking about how he has a daily habit where he needs to get out of bed the moment he wakes up within 10 minutes like he has to be out of bed by 10 minutes and I'm like, oh, I got to start developing because I, I just be on my phone sometimes, you know, so I got to yeah. just figure it out sometimes, um, get out of bed. And I think that's a really great point. If you can start your day off on a right note, you can create momentum, right? So yeah. really great stuff. Um, as a life coach, uh, I, you know, oftentimes like you're trying to help clients um, achieve their goals or be able to instill confidence with them. them. Um, and then there's oftentimes, let's say if there's someone that's 
wanting to go pro, wanting to play college or whatever it be, like wanting to succeed in business, but they think they can't. How can those people, let's say it's this limiting belief factor that's in them, right? How can they, how can they overcome that? And how can you gain confidence within, within oneself? Yeah. Uh, con- con- you know, one of the things about confidence is that like we already, you know, like we already have confidence because, you know, because just like, you know, looking back at your school, like, you know, if you're able to pass a test, that means you're capable, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, I remember I studied a little bit and I got like a B. I'm like, damn, I'm capable, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So just going back, just really realizing that we are, we, we are all confident in some level and we, we know that it's possible, mm-hmm. right? But some things that, um, causes us to not follow through is because of fear, right? Fear overwhelm from because you know fear of judgment, fear of um, wasting time, or you know getting overwhelmed if you can mm-hmm. do it or not. And so, but but in reality, we 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 somewhere we know that we are capable of something that's already ingrained in our soul, right? And we kind of have we kind of know that by going through school and you know passing through school we have some right. capability and we know that we're capable of it but it's just these fears get in a way mm-hmm. right? fear of judgment fear of wasting time fear of uh not not being good enough uh what if you fail right uh and so and so so really understanding like first of all you want to understand what you want to begin with right so you have to kind of like Hey, like chunk it down to like what what is it that you really want in the first place? Is it is it that you just want a good relationship? Is it that you want you want a stable life? Or is it that you want a million dollars? And why do you want that million dollars? Because that might come from insecurity, you know, to and that's not a good um good motor sometimes those uh motivation underneath drive is not really healthy for you long term. It might also get- comes from the ultimate vision, right? goes back to yeah. the ultimate division you're talking about a little bit before. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, you know, having that goal that you want and then, and then from there, and we all know we're capable, you know, now you know that you're we're capable of something, you know, because I just told you that you're capable <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. because, because if you pass the test, you're capable. And now, now trying to attack and following through is, fear the one thing in stopping people is fear mm-hmm. and so how do you overcome the fear right, right? How, how do you how do you how do you keep going despite the judgment despite the failure mm-hmm. and it just and just understand and, and it, it's a learning process right and, mm-hmm. and it's it's about it's about um it's about understanding what fear is mm-hmm. and and getting your mindset right so that's yeah. pretty much like general idea but we can all become Confidence. Yeah. confidence like today for me honestly uh, i could give an example um just really short but i've um you know elon musk right yeah um i'm just seeing all the crazy stuff he's been seeing and then i my dad's really into business and i always talk about him about elon musk and trying to analyze him like he has this great quote uh when it comes to li- not limiting be- beliefs but his belief systems hey um take your 10-year plan that you have and try to see how fast you can do it in six months. And I'm like, damn, 
right? So I think for me, a lot of times fear holds you back, but um, how you can overcome that fear is through massive action, massive yeah. action, just boom, boom, just go at it. Like, cause for me, when I first started, this is a good example. When I first started the podcast, dude, I told a lot of people, like my really close friends, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. And then maybe I'll come back during the summer and they're like, oh, when's the podcast? I'm like, I'm working on it. I'm working on the logo. Like I always told myself the excuses. But the number one thing was I was just afraid of what other people were going to think about me. I didn't think I was ready. I don't think I was prepared. And when I finally thought everything was good, it took a whole world. It took a pandemic to shut down. It took everything to go on standby for me to finally do the podcast. And even then I did my first episode and then I procrastinated for like a month to my second episode and stuff like that. So, um, but today I literally had, I'm literally recording three episodes in a day. And I've noticed that um, it's, it was that limiting belief factor that I had, right? It was a constant, like me, a fear, fear of failure, fear of judgment compared to other people, but me doing multiple podcasts every day, reaching out to more and more people, this constant action is just giving me so much confidence that I never had before when I first started a couple months back. And when I look back on these uh, podcasts before, I thought these were amazing podcasts. And then looking back now, I'm like, dude, these, like my first episode, I'm like, what the heck is this episode? Like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, this is, this is so bad. But yet you oversight, you overthink about yourself, you oversight yourself, right? Uh, but I like how the point, right? Like when it comes to having those limiting beliefs, you're capable, you're capable of doing stuff. It's just a matter of taking those action. Can you have that little bit of courage, right? And just take that action. And just, even if it's, even if it's little action, right? You, even if it's bad, maybe you fail, but at least you learn from it. Right. And yeah. I think that's where yeah. growth comes from. And I, I hope you can add on to that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Massive action is true all. You know, and but one thing, one one other thing that I'll add is that, uh, of course, uh, taking consistent actions are what's going to give you more courage and and, and confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I'll add to that is that there has to be an alignment in your values. That's another mm -hmm. thing. Like you have to know, you have to have, you have to understand psychologically that hey, look, like doing this podcast is going to be aligned with my values which is what i believe is going to help people is about mm. you know so your values if your values don't align mm. with what you're trying to accomplish then you're going to um sabotage yourself because mm. you're somewhere your psychology your unconscious is telling you hey that's not what you're about you know that's not that's not that's not who you are right you know and so your unconscious is like telling you so you're just like going one step and one step back so your value has to be adjusted Right. So you staying have to true to yourself, staying true to yourself, right? Because you could, because at the same time, you could take action, but if it's not coming from a genuine place of where your values are aligned, then that also can also hurt your confidence level too, right? Because then you come and come have this like little, like faking motion, I guess, or like the sense of guilt, I guess. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, so touching upon values, oh, you can please add on. Yeah. So, 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 which means is that your you have to readjust your values sometimes, right? Like maybe the conditioning of limiting belief is stopping you from taking action because whatever your parents told you 20 years ago or teachers told you 20 years ago mm -hmm. doesn't align with current conditions. Mm -hmm. 
right? And so, so looking, so really, you know, going deeper into your subconscious mind and unconscious mind. And that's what I also teach too, is, you know, subconscious conditioning that helps you to realign yourself. So you're literally pulled towards your goals instead mm -hmm. of through it. So it's non-resistant. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So kind of touching power values, right? I think at the end of the day, um, I don't know that people just, I feel like it's not like, it, yeah, it's great. You know, being a professional soccer player is great. Having all the money is great. Um, having the Lamborghini is great. But I feel like that's all external factors. But at the end of the day, we all just want to be happy and we want to be fulfilled in our life. And oftentimes people might not have that. Maybe they're in a different career path. What, are, what can you say about fulfillment um, within one's person's life and towards help, you know, help, pushing that towards people's goals yeah fulfillment is everybody you know they you know jeff best jeff basil said it best like past you know you don't choose passion passion chooses you mm. right and so and so we all have these like inner passions that we i think we have and we're, we're called to uh and so you know that's why everybody's not everybody likes what you know that's why there's so much diversity in the world right some people are artists some people are professional soccer players you know, so there's, there's, so that's the, that's the beauty of the world is, is so much diversity, you know, it's so much, so much um, uniqueness in the world. And so really understand, that's why this is so important to kind of dive into your, uh, into your, um, there's like different, different strategies to really look at, you know, like you can look at astrology, astrology and, all these different types and just really try to understand yourself to see what 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 you like and what you don't like and there's a lot of tools for that to really trying to find what 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 your purpose is why you, you're here to call to do or what you feel like you're you know you want to do mm -hmm. um but and then just start from there and building up you know having that you know creating and then also one of the aspects of fulfillment is that while you're doing while you're pursuing your passion the one way that you're gonna feel fulfilled is that you want. There's two ways to be fulfilled. The two yeah. things that well, most important things to be fulfilled are number one is that you have to be growing. Life mm. is about constant growth. So whatever you're doing, you you want to you have to feel like you're growing. Like you know, if you're a soccer player, you want to feel like you're getting better. That that's gonna fulfill you. That's gonna keep fulfilling you because you're gonna keep growing. Mm -hmm. And then. Another thing is you are, you want to be contributing at the end of the day because mm. you want you want when you're playing soccer you want to you know you want to help your teammates become better you know you want to entertain people you know you want to do things for the team mm -hmm. you know you want to meet coaches standards when you're contributing you you feel ten times alive and so those are the two most important things that uh, we need to do to uh, be truly fulfilled is you have to keep growing. Because life is about growth. Life is about progress. Mm -hmm. We're we are all, all in this life cycle, you know? And so our purpose lies in our growth. Mm -hmm. um, and number two is contributing. We have to be doing something for bigger than ourselves. We have to be contributing. We have to be helping other people. And when you help other people, you feel alive. Like, Definitely. Um, you, you know, you, you can tell, right? You're giving, you know, you're giving love to people. Mm -hmm. and, and we're human creatures, are social creatures. And yeah. We love love and when we're helping other people we feel a sense of fulfillment mm -hmm. and so the, so you want whatever your passion is you want to be doing things that are 
uh, make you keep growing and keep contributing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And um, I, I just took note there. Fulfillment comes from constant growth, which I oftentimes, I guess that's another way to write it. I like to say, um, are you progressing? Are you getting better every day? And then number two is contribution. And I think, honestly, that's literally my mission statement when it comes to achieve greatness and what I'm trying to do as my brand. Uh, my mission statement is become the best version of yourself so I can inspire others to do great as well. So um, contribution part, you know, inspiring other people, but also becoming the best version of yourself, uh, constant growth and achievement and pr- progress, uh, progression. So awesome, yeah. awesome things. Uh, thank you so much, Yoshi. I want to kind of start wrapping it up. Um, so out of everything throughout your career, what was the biggest lesson that you learned thus far, whether it be soccer or within transitioning into life coaching? What's the biggest lesson that you learned thus far? This life, biggest lesson that I've learned is that the most important thing in life is not, not about uh, materialistic things. We, I think we know that deep, deep down, right? Mm-hmm. We know that money or, you know, or being admired and things like that are are not what is most important. Those are obviously important, mm-hmm. but one of the most important thing when you look at people who are, you know, who are happy or who are successful, mm-hmm. uh, the universals are that they're they're in a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. You know, they're happy because how much billionaires and millionaires are there in the world who commit suicides and they're unhappy, mm-hmm. right? And and how many how many average people are there in the world who are happy, yeah. right? And who do you think God loves more? Who do you think is gonna be more impactful in the world? Mm-hmm. Is is if you're if you're if you're in a happy place, mm-hmm. right? And so the most important thing what I learned is was that I was always trying to achieve things. I was always trying to give and do and and um, get things done because one of the reasons was this is very important, which is like. Our parents, like, you know, our, sometimes our parents push us, like, tell us, hey, what's your dream, right? And we feel like we, I feel like our purpose is to achieve these things, become a doctor or or become a professional soccer player. Or, But the truth is, like, that's what they want. But ultimately, what they really want is you to be happy, mm. which, which means is, you know, a lot of people confuse happiness, which means is your emotions, mm. Like you want to feel like peaceful. You want right. to feel like right. love. You want to feel good. Right. And most important thing is not being stressed and be in mm-hmm. the, in, in, in emotions of happiness, pleasure, contribution, mm-hmm. fulfillment. Right. And you can make that instantaneously right now. Mm-hmm. You're just one decision away from being happy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and so if you can be happy and achieve those goals, that's ideal or that that's 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 very important because instead of being stressful and because life you know life's too short to be sad and stressful and right. feel like you feel like you have to get there you know and and and, and it's also that balance you know that's why that's why the universe is duality there's there's mm-hmm. minus mm-hmm. there's you know there's masculine and feminine and so also feeling happy but not being satisfied you know and is I think and is important. So yeah, I, I know Ed Milet talks about right at the end of the day, we all want we want all these external factors because we just 
we think that it's going to make us feel happier, right? It, yeah. um, like we want to be professional soccer players because you're going to think it's going to make me happier. I want that contract because I think this money will make me happier, make me more less stress-free. Um, really great point. But at the same time, um, he also talks about this idea of um, being blissfully dissatisfied, right? It's also yeah. enjoying the process, right? Being blissful, but not too much. But also being having a little bit of that dissatisfaction where you keep on pushing and con- with constant growth, right? So enjoying the process, but also growing. It's both. Like the metaphor I use is like you want you want to spin the coin. You don't have spin the you coin. Know, mm. so you don't have opposite Balance. two ends, right? You want to feel good, mm-hmm. but dissatisfied. Like you want more, but right. but if you meet people, like you know, if you meet your family, right? They don't care about you know sometimes they don't you don't want you don't want to talk to them about goals and stuff like that right? <laughs> right. like what the hell are you doing i just want to eat and chill right <laughs> having that balance right according to the situation and the environment is 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 important for relationships as well because i made that mistake where like hey like you have to let's do this and that and you think like this you know i'm just like yeah but like but it's like you know, in reality it's it's you know just enjoy it sometimes right, right? But also being dissatisfied and keep grinding. It's like, it's, it's uh, so the metaphor is spin the coin. Spin the coin. Awesome. Great term um, from Yoshi. So um, out of your whole career, whether it be soccer, whether it be life coaching, whatever it may be, or we can do both. What's one of your most favorite memories of you? Um, let's say, for example, you playing soccer. Was there a favorite goal? Was there a favorite game? And then also, what was your favorite memory? Like, maybe did you help out a client that, like, you know, he was able to achieve his goals? Like, like, well, give me, give me a, a favorite moment. Yeah, favorite moment uh, is definitely, like, I think one of my TikTok videos uh, I made. And I think we talked about, like, the mindset and things like that. And I, I had, like, you know, like, I think it was, like, like, 200 comments or something like that. Wow. Yeah, and then people are telling me like, "Wow, thank you so much! Like, you helped me to change my mind, and I'm a little bit happier." Um, and and that and and that really touched my heart. And be like, "Hey, like this one video of just spreading positivity mm-hmm. and and learning what I learning what helped me to really overcome like anxiety and uh, overwhelm mm-hmm. is helping other people. Mm-hmm. Like, this is amazing. Like, you know, and and." And so that's one of the things that, and of course, and it kind of blew up too. And so I was like, yes, you know, <laughs> right, is that, it's right there. Comments is a con- contribution because you're helping people and then the growth with the followers, right? So exactly, exactly. <laughs> the fulfillment. So, yeah. So I was fulfilled and I was replying to everybody and, 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 you know, and I just felt like, you know, I just felt good and good about, you know, helping people uh, realize that, realize and understand, you know, uh, about you know human psychology or mm-hmm. just how life works you right. know yeah. how, how these this this you know they say that the human body is the most sophisticated system mm. and understanding your body and your mind and your is is I think so important and yeah. if I would help one person to realize that and they can, they can study a little bit more so they can be happier they can succeed more and right. they can be an inspiration for others yeah. and I think I'm doing I'm being a part of evolution or part of uh life mm-hmm. awesome was there how about in terms of soccer because i know you had a great soccer career yeah i think i think one of them is uh i think i you know um 
yeah, obviously scoring, right? Like scoring is the best, best feeling, right? When you score a winning goal, um, it's probably like the best feeling. When I scored a winning goal in college and it was like a left volley. Mm-hmm. Bam, just really, slam it in, celebrating. Yeah. It, they it flicked it. Uh, one of my teammates, my four, flicked it. Okay. And it bounced and then I just volley, left, left volley it to the right corner. Damn. And, and it was just like, you know, not just, <laughs> no, the soccer celebration is the best, right? Because it's like, you don't really hardly get it and you just like explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and, and that adrenaline and that expression exactly. yeah. is, uh, I think, it's one of the most wonderful things about soccer, you know, awesome. it unites people mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's uh, you, can go, you can go wild, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, flipping the script, script a little bit, what was the worst point of your career and how were you able to overcome that? Worst point of my career... Um, yeah, I think, I think that's, you know, the soccer, you know, the soccer, you know, when I got hurt, um, and I was just like, you know, just confused, you just know, about, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just lost and I was just like, wow, like what I'm, what I'm going to do. And I was in a hurry as well. Right. And so that was, that was just, that was really sad for me. And, and how did I turn that around? How did you overcome it? Well, I didn't overcome it for a long time. I was really in a dark place mm-hmm. and and the realize and so yeah i think one of the things that i'll say is a meaning which is that hey like i now i just i just change the meaning of my story because we help we get caught up in these stories you know of of our past and and one of the things is that like i just changed the meaning of what that what that event was mm-hmm. it means that hey i wasn't i wasn't just meant to become professional software you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God or the universe or whatever just told me to pivot early. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to become professional software and maybe wasting my life, mm-hmm. it gave me an opportunity to look at different aspects of life. Mm. That that I gave a new meaning to my story. I gave a new story. Right, 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 right. So I changed my whole. I changed my story, which means I changed the course of my life. Mm. If that makes sense. Because if I if I kept saying if I change if I kept saying that, hey, look. I didn't become a professional soccer player because I got hurt and that was my dream and I, now I regret it, you know? <laughs> if that was my story, then like that part of me is like kind of like a zombie. Right. You know? Like I'll yeah. have that regret. But now since I changed the meaning and changed the story around it, that is a gift. That became a gift, which means is that it connects to the higher good, greater good. Does it make awesome. sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, so, um, it's, it's a perspective. Trick. It's perspective. It's I know true. Gary Vee says a perspective, right? Yeah, you can change your, you can change how you see how you see your how your story, how, how how you connect the story. Right. And so divorce the story and might marry the truth. Divorce the story and marry the truth. What what is the real truth behind it? Because everything serves a greater good. Hmm. Everything serves a greater good. And having that faith that says that, hey, like everything leads to leads to a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. And just awesome. having that faith is, uh, I think, is um, very important. Great. Carl, one question when it comes to, um, this might be, I want to just ask, right, you playing soccer and then you trans- transitioning over to getting into your own business and being entrepreneurial, how has playing soccer helped you out with your business career? 
Um, because one of the, I think one of the best best mindset that anybody can have is mindset of an athlete and a mindset of a CEO. Mm. Because athlete just get the idea and just you know execute. Right. That's a good thing about an athlete, which is that once you hear advice or idea, you just do it. Mm-hmm. Right? They're coachable. They're ready to take action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so, but then you also want to have a mindset of CEO, right? Organization skills, pattern recognition. Um, you know, understanding ROI. So things like that are what athletes don't have. And so you want to have both mindset of a CEO and mindset of an athlete. Well, what was the question again? No, you hit it right on point. Like how has soccer helped you out with your yeah. business career? But, so I had that drive and I was able to adapt and learn quicker mm-hmm. um, because I, because I under, because I have a mindset of an athlete, which is like, give me the strategy. Like I'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. give me, give me the know-how. I'll, I'll execute it. Right. But but then um, so that was good. That was really good. The mindset I have, and then I have to adapt to see you on mindset, which is hey, look, I gotta lean back a little bit and try to figure out how I can outsource this. Right. You know how I can manage more time better. So awesome. yeah, definitely great. So this is the Achieve Greatness podcast, right? We don't aim for average and ordinary. We don't do mediocrity here. Those people can leave. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but this is greatness. So when I, if I were to ask you, let's say a great athlete or the greatest of all time, who do you think of? Greatest athlete? Greatest athlete or just in general, when I say like, like greatness, who do you think of? Well, Cristiano Ronaldo, for me, because, um, I mean, like. Why so? Because the, the stats, I mean, the stats speaks for himself, mm-hmm. right? And like. How can you like, like, it's just like mind blowing to see how much, you know, he can score consistently still at this age. Right. You know, and, yeah. and I love soccer and like, who else, who else is doing that right now? Yeah. And, and it's our, it's our era. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's, nobody's scoring, scoring like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Consistently and, and, and always, you know, always, um, at, at the peak, you know, peak of performance, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And- so, um, for me, so how I said, this is a question is for me, when I think of greatness, I think of, uh, when it comes to mindset, I think of Kobe Bryant, um, and the Mamba mentality, um, you know, Kobe Bryant passed away and it was, it was a big tragic, but I got a lot of inspiration from him. And then this mm-hmm. is a Kobe, this is kind of the Kobe segment that I always talk to everybody on the show. Um, he had a big inspiration on me and he has this really great quote. He was interviewed actually on a podcast and he said, Hey, what's your definition of greatness? Right. And he answered by saying the most important thing about greatness is to try to inspire other people so that they can do great in whatever they want. to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So turning this into a question when it comes to like, right, leaving a legacy and inspiring people, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind uh, moving forward? And then what do you want to be remembered as? Yeah, the legacy that uh, I want to leave behind is uh, is one of the things I think one of the gifted things that I I feel like I have is revelation. Like, like we all know that we all know that we can avoid revelation. Revelation, which is there's you know everything in the universe transforms. Mm-hmm. Everything everything progresses. Everything everything is growing, or it, it's either growing or it's dying. Mm-hmm. And so, 
And so uh, my one of the legacies, I want to leave a legacy of revelation. If I can lead more people into uh, a better, better future, for mm. example, if I can have ideas and mindsets and strategies that can lead to a unity of humanity, because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what the goal is anyways, you know, is to have world peace, right? We don't want any mm-hmm. war. We don't want, right. we want to keep, we want to keep being an entrepreneur. Right. You know, we want, we want to keep, you know, expressing ourselves. We want to mm-hmm. keep being unique and, and being an artist. And so like, and in, in order for that to happen, we need world peace, which is like, we, we need, we gotta, we gotta stop reproduction because, you know, because we know that, you know, our population is getting too big. And that's going to cause a lot of um, damage in our, in our, in our nature and, and society in general. And so, and so when you look at, when you look at the, when you look at humanity, I want to, I want to say, Hey, like, what are some ideas that I have, I have, um, I have spoke about, or I have influenced that kind of help bring humanity into unity. To a better place, right? For awesome. better, for a better place in the future. Yeah. So if I can, what do you, yeah. And then second part is, what do you want to be remembered as? Yeah, uh, I want to be remembered as 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 that as that, which is like, hey, like Yoshi came here, you know, and he he, he, he gave some ideas to really unite unite humanity, really really mm-hmm. unite the people, or says that hey, like you know, life is about you know love, and life is about you know living for each other. You know, and 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 expressing our artist, artist mm-hmm. self, yourself, mm-hmm. and and uh, and being ourselves, and and if I can be a uh, part of the voice that's that pushes for that, because a lot of because right now, right now, every since revolution, you know, since not everybody recognizes uh, what's going on in the world, right? They're 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 conditioned by the school systems or you know, their parenting. And like a lot of parents are not as educated um, as a lot of entrepreneurs or people who are striving to be great. Right. And so they're 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 behind a little bit, right. right? And so if I can be part of the voice, says, "Hey, look, like this is what the real truth about life is, and this is what we need to do to unite." Um, and I and I, I tried, you know, said, "Hey, Yossi came here and he tried to unite people. He tried to." Uh, he tried to stop suicides or he tried to, you know, he tried to, he tried to um, make people, more people happier. Um, and, awesome. and, and if I can, if I can remember to be that person that tried to unite, I think that's, that's what I want to do. Big goal to achieve, big go- shoes to fill, but I know Yoshi, you know, you have the ultimate vision. I already can see that really great stuff. Um, it's truly an inspiration. And thank you very much for being on the podcast. Um, I know you also have coaching services that, you know, you can help out people one-on-one. You're also giving uh, consultations as well, right? To help out with yeah. people. Um, if they want to learn more about you and also, you know, learn more about the mindset and goal setting and, you know, getting help in any way possible, where can they reach you and where, they, where can they find Yoshi? Yeah, they can reach me at my full name, yosunoritamukai.com, or they can reach me on Instagram, which is yosunori underline underline T. And you can direct message me on Instagram and I'm happy to just, you know, just talk about life or if you have any questions then we can go, we can kind of dive, dive deeper into, um, 
your life or you know what you're trying to accomplish definitely yeah yoshi already you know i haven't started surfing already but yoshi already has helped me with my surfing career <laughs> so yeah. uh, with that being said thank you so much yoshi for being on the show and uh, one last thing this is the achieve greatness podcast so what is your definition of greatness um my definition of greatness greatness is yeah I, I really like that um i think everybody has different this is why it's it's pretty cool it's, which is everybody has different definitions of different words um and you know if i were to add and to just try to be unique <laughs> right um, i would say greatness is about is about realizing and expressing your true self mm. and just realizing and expressing your true self and and really and impacting people's lives bam with that being said this was yoshi tamakai thank you very much for being on the achieve greatness podcast and everybody keep on achieving greatness take care my friends bye <laughs>